My name is Carly and I am an entrepreneur. These are the real, raw, and honest stories of myself, my colleagues, and my dearest friends, how we followed our dreams and continue to scale the mountain of success every day. Learn what it takes to make the next step and join us on the climb. Get ready to pull up your boss straps because this is Bossy Club. Thanks for being on the pod, um, Robin. This, um, for those of you guys who are listening and have not met her, Robin Sassy is a dear, dear friend of mine, um, a colleague, and just somebody that has walked with me through entrepreneurship and all of a couple of weddings um, throughout the years. And so, hi, Robin. Hey, super excited to be here. We're so excited when when we talked back in November about this. I was so excited. Um, so so tell me a little bit of tell the listeners because I know um, about <laughs> yourself and um, a snapshot of just kind of like your work and your life and yeah. Um, I'm a photographer. I'm from Canada. It's actually a blizzard outside right now, which is pretty wild to think that you're in sunny wow. California. A little jealous, yep. not gonna lie. Opposite of blizzard here. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mainly shoot weddings and recently I've been focusing a little bit more on creating editorial pieces and collaborating with other creatives and editors to yeah, sort of stretch myself a little bit and do something different. Um, I recently married the love of my life and even more recently became a mom. Mm. So it's been a bit of a whirlwind. Yeah, I'm coming up on our we're coming up on our second year anniversary and on our son's first birthday. So a lot happened in a small amount of time, but we're super grateful, of course. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of it. It's, it's pretty, um, yeah, right now it's like it's January. So we've been able to relax a little bit and recover from a pretty wild season that went right up until the end of the year. We had our last wedding on the 28th of December in Thailand. So I think I'm officially not jet lagged anymore, but um, yeah, it's a 12 hour time difference. So it took a little while to recover from that. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Um, Man, that sounds so amazing. I can't wait to see images of that. Um, Yeah, it was wild. Talk me through um, how long you've you've done photography, um, when you knew it was time to start your own business and Mm -hmm. you just go with it. Did you feel like there was a sign and it's like, Oh, I definitely have to do this business or. Yeah, it was definitely a a combination, I think. So I started my business. Well, I consider the official start is when I had my website up. Mm -hmm. So I started that in my first year of university and I photographed my first family for $50. Oh um, they were family from my church and they heard that I had a professional grade camera and that I enjoyed taking photos. Um, up until that point, I had really only photographed my cats and some landscapes and stuff. Um, so that was kind of my official start. They were super awesome to work with. They loved the photos and that gave me the confidence to throw up my first website and start um taking commissions so yeah it was kind of a soft launch I guess because I was in school at the time and it it grew I'd say like steadily 
for those four years of my undergrad. Mm -hmm. And definitely my love for photography grew a ton during that time. I did my first um, few paid weddings and totally fell in love with it. That's so awesome. Um, And your heart for your clients is really what sets you apart in so many ways. Not only are they like gorgeous, gorgeous images and just you and your presence on the day of are is so um, peaceful and infectious and great to kind of have um, around. You just have, you also just have a heart for um, just making it a really seamless experience for the client. And you're, you're, you said this earlier before we started recording all about service and making um, a solid team on the day. And I think mm-hmm. that been over the years, you know, you find different photographers that often will make it their show and that's just not how this industry works or should work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And there's a big reason why I have um, recommended you to our clients um, because it just makes it such a peaceful experience. So you have a mm. gift, a big gift. Oh, thank you. I think um, since I was young, I sort of like idealized weddings in a sense, but more than that, I really do see how meaningful it is. Yeah. And um, the fact that it's a once in a lifetime experience is is definitely, yeah, it sets it apart from different types of photography. Um, but it's also like the beginning of a really incredible journey for a lot of couples. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I just see so much value in in capturing that in like obviously the best way that I can, but also making it a phenomenal experience for the couples. And like whenever they're planning their itineraries or or whatnot, like I work with so many amazing people and they're like, okay, how can we make this day um, work for you? Like work best for you. And I always love to flip that around and just say, okay, listen, this is your day. I'm here to capture it. Your day does not revolve around me. It revolves around you. And like the celebration of your love and the start of a new chapter of your lives. Um, and so that's, that's, I guess a little bit where like my whole documentary approach comes from, but I guess like in a sense, I I do have a reverence for what's taking place and what's happening. And I see it as more than just a production to get beautiful images. Um, I love to just focus first on, on the couple and, and just on like, how meaningful it is like the commitment that they're making to one another that's amazing yeah and it really does reflect out that heart reflects out um tangibly too to everyone around um yeah well that's lovely to hear yeah (laughs) um and yeah and like you had said um as a as a mom um your new mom I am Mm -hmm. really curious I no, I'm not a mom yet. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I am sometimes with two companies and all yep. the things waking me up and hopping me out of bed yep. in the morning. You definitely care for a lot of people, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but there are things that I, you know, have a blind spot on and one of them is really what is what is motherhood and business ownership look like. Um and so I'm just curious your your I have a bunch of questions to ask you, but like, how do you manage it all? Like, how do you navigate that? Yeah, well, it's definitely a process and it's a learning experience and I'm 
still learning every single day. Um, but I came across this Pinterest quote at one point and um, it stuck with me. It's, you can do anything, but not everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, I'm sure you can attest to that as well. Just, you know, doing the number of things that you do and caring for the number of people and staff and clients. Um, but this really hit me for the first time. Yeah. I guess in a lot of my other ventures, I was able to, I was able to manage and and do like everything at that stage in life that I wanted to do, like be in school, have a business, um, like get married, um, you know, whatever. Um, but then like becoming a mom, <laughs> it was like, oh, hey, you know, you made that commitment to so-and-so and like you weren't able to keep it. And that was kind of, I think like the first time in my life where I realized, okay, I need to scale back a little bit. I need to reassess. I need to prioritize because um, I actually can't do everything. And I think like a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of really independent, strong, phenomenal, smart women, um, like this just, it doesn't hit home until it just hits home and and you have to, you have to deal with the fact that like you actually have to choose um, what the most important things are. Yeah, because you can't do them all. Yeah, and how? I mean, still, you are still doing weddings, and how do you balance that? Is is it a balance? Is it kind of, um, just? I think to sum it up, it's time management. Yeah, it really is. And like any mom who owns their own business, like you will become a master of time management. Um, like practically speaking, something that's really helped me is setting my office hours, um, communicating that to my clients and sticking to them. So in this stage, this season, my office hours are Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 10 to four. And, um, I, I do my best to stick to them. Even when I'm sending an email at midnight, I'll schedule it to send you know, the next day at 10 or at 11. Um, Because I think that's, that just communicates to the client, like when you're available. Because if you're, if you are sending emails at like 10 PM at 11, like they'll expect to hear back from you, um, you know, during those hours. So yeah, scheduling, scheduling my emails has been really huge. Um, Another thing is (laughs) when I'm with my baby, I try to be present and set no other goals for myself in that time. So, um, Eli is my son's name. When he first came, I had no concept of like work boundaries. And so I'd be breastfeeding and answering emails. I'd be like trying to put him to bed and like scrolling on Instagram. And I felt like so stressed after, you know, a long period of time, it just kind of added up. And I started to feel really overwhelmed. Like, whenever I was with him, you know, I wasn't a good enough mom. And then when I was answering emails and all that, I'd send stuff with like typos or like whatever. I, yeah, (laughs) just like it became, it became really overwhelming and non-sustainable. And so, um, yeah, I honestly, I think it took me a couple months to just, um, yeah, till I came to the point of like, okay, I cannot do this anymore. Um, yeah, how, how am I going to navigate this? And so I, I try to I try to give myself um, a bit of a break. So when I'm with Eli, I have no other goals or expectations of myself other than to be 
present with him and to be his mom. And then likewise, when I'm working, when I'm sitting at my computer during my office hours, I try to give myself like no other expectations than being present for my clients. Like obviously there are exceptions to this, but I've tried to um, support myself in that sense by getting childcare, by scheduling um, my week with my husband who also works on our business full time and just figuring out, okay, how can I free myself up to be 100% there for my clients? And then how can I, you know, be present and fully there for my son? Yeah. And that is, that is so smart and wise of you. And what I've done also, and I've talked about this a lot, is I take time off and my clients all know that when they sign. And so they mm, know that's amazing. I don't work Mondays. Um, and if I yeah. get, if they get an email on a Monday, they're saying, why, why are you emailing me? And, um, it's so smart to schedule them out, but people value structure and in order to give them the best, like having that time allotted, you actually get more things done because it's isolated time. Like when I go, these are the things I'm working on right now. It ends up taking way less time than it would have if I just sort of like flippantly did it on the side. Um, on the side for sure. And I think you hit the <laughs> whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head when you said you just set their expectations. Yeah. And it's like so much of it is just about communication. Yeah. And so even so my I gave birth on my due date and I did not check my inbox for like a week. And I had so many emails and like repeat emails from clients who were so frustrated. And that could have totally been avoided by just setting up an automated email, you know, even in the early right. stages of labor or just having my husband be responsible for that and just sort of, you know, have that set up and set expectations like, hey, I'm actually like unavailable for the next like week or two. And people are so understanding, yeah. um, which is amazing, especially if you're working with like, yeah, like-minded people, <laughs> which is hopefully the case. They will extend the same amount of grace to you that you would be willing to extend to them. So. Absolutely. And um, I'm just coming off of a Christmas break, and I know this is going to be posted later, but just to kind of drive the point home, I met with my all my clients. We had all our goals up until Christmas, and then we take a Christmas break. And I didn't get hardly any emails. Hmm. And it was so nice to know that people weren't freaking out that I was gone and they were able to kind of enjoy their families also. So um, yeah. yeah, I think communication expectation with your clients is always going to win. And if yeah. for whatever reason, a client doesn't understand that, then, you know, dealing mm-hmm. with, um, you know, a, somebody that that has potentially a little bit of more of a boundary uh they're in the in the stages of baby boundary understanding I don't know if that makes sense but they're not in <laughs> sure. um, they're yeah. not in the space yet but like having that and recognizing like you are the boss and you are able to yeah. set these things I think women just don't yep. understand don't well they get it but we are such nurturers that we're people pleasers and we want to make sure that everybody Mm -hmm. is taken care of, but you have to take care of yourself first and you have to be able to call the shots because that's why we are entrepreneurs because that's, we get to call our own shots. Right. So. Yep. And you're human too. And people understand that. Um, 
again, it's, it's setting expectations and just being super clear and communicating like what's going on. You know, they're not being ignored. Yeah. And they're, they're, I've had just a phenomenal experience with clients being super understanding. But again, just getting ahead of it yeah. um, is super key. Yeah, getting ahead of it. So that sort of kind of leads me into the other questions and, and why I think a lot of women are going to be listening to this um, is, you know, you, you are a mom, you do work, you do run a business, um, you have your office mm-hmm. hours, you have boundaries, but like, I'm curious the, um, the deeper conversation of like, how do you get back to work after you have a baby? And how do you navigate that with clients? <laughs> and a list yeah. of questions. So that's kind of the yeah. Okay. So, so getting back to work, that's something, um, I didn't exactly plan for. Um, I had a wedding scheduled three weeks after my due date, um, which I did take. (laughs) That was something that I had in my calendar before I even knew that I was pregnant. So yes, in a sense, it wasn't super planned for, um, but there are some very physical, real um, things that you'll have to cope with when you're considering going back to work. Um, I think ideally I would have waited at least six weeks. Um, when I went back to work three weeks after giving birth, I was still bleeding from my birth. <laughs> my pelvic muscles hadn't fully healed. Really? So I was wearing um, bladder leak pads yeah. and it was just, it was not glamorous at all, but <laughs> I did it. I had to do it. In an ideal scenario, I think I would have waited at least six weeks, which is like the general consensus for when your body is like more or less Mm, Okay. Mm -hmm. So I I did not wait long enough, but it is possible if you have to do it, you know, you'll get through it. But um, yeah, it's not glamorous. Yeah, interesting. And then like what were um well one of the questions that I had cuz I run into clients sometimes mm-hmm. if like some a vendor is going to have a baby, um how do you yeah. share that? How do you give um assurance that you're going to be still present and able to be mobile mm-hmm. and um your all of those things. Like I run into that and yeah. obviously I have no idea how to explain that and so I I love this question because I've like come across it quite a bit. Um, When I posted that I was pregnant on Instagram, I got a few emails that were like, hey, um, we'd love to book you for your wedding. We're not sure if you're like taking any more work on at this time. Or like I had one client who, who planned to fly me out to Calgary for their engagement session and then kind of followed up after I announced I was pregnant and like, Hey, we're not really comfortable with you like flying when you're pregnant. I was like, uh, that's not really a thing, but okay. And there was like no way that I could dissuade this client, um, which was super odd to me. But I think, I think part of it stems from how pregnancy is portrayed in the media. And this is, yeah, whatever. Um, it's just like, I think a lot of times, pregnancy is shown as like a disability or like an illness. Um, It's shown as totally debilitating and that's just not the case. I mean, it is totally natural. Um, So many women keep working like right up until, you know, a couple weeks before they give birth. Um, So many women are like super healthy and it really doesn't affect their functioning like 
at all um, in a negative way. And so, yeah, I just think like it, it was very frustrating to me. And like, I would even go so far as to say, like, if, if someone is not willing to hire you because you're pregnant or like if someone is going to assume that your performance will be lowered because you're pregnant or you have a newborn, I, I just think that's like the most anti-feminist like bizarre subconscious way to be supporting the patriarchy (laughs) i know that's uh like a little extreme but that's that's how i felt when i got like the inquiries that were you know hesitant and and i'm sure that i missed out on some inquiries as well um because of that and um yeah definitely frustrating but i just I want to bring the point home that pregnancy is not an illness. It's not necessarily debilitating at all. I mean, there are some like special cases where women have to be on bed rest, but that's because of a pregnancy complication and not because of like a normal healthy pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Would I know there's some vendors out there or or women that won't even share that they're having a baby because of that. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you think that we should? withhold that information do you think that like like where are you at with that yeah you know what I love sharing my personal life on Instagram because I feel like it really helps me to stay connected with my clients and my future clients and friends um but honestly if I got pregnant again I think I would wait longer to share on Instagram um yeah just from like a business like (laughs) economical sense like just even the chance that you're missing out on leads for that you know I I don't know I think I would just wait it out obviously share with like my friends and family I think if like if I had a personal Instagram account maybe I would share on there but it's just yeah I think you can continue sharing about your personal life and it is tricky because I know even even like um when I was in the early stages of pregnancy I'd get on Instagram and I'd like I'd feel like I was hiding something Mm -hmm. You know, like, because it is such a huge central part of your life. And, um, yeah, I I think like if it, if it becomes like a barrier for you to be like sharing candidly and honestly on, on social media, then yeah, maybe you should just post it because it's, it is so important to connect with people. And I think, um, that's one of the reasons why I do get hired by by clients is because like they feel like they can know who I am they feel like they can trust me and that is super important yeah. but I think next time I mean if there is a next time I think I'll wait 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 a, a beat or two yeah yeah maybe wait till <laughs> yeah till like he's almost here or something right or she, whatever what about like um working mom shaming do you run into that or have you experienced that because I know some people do it's like oh you're a working mom mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Have you? I I don't know. I don't even know what to ask. But how do you navigate that? Yeah, I think most of the mom shaming actually comes from myself, um, which like comes in different forms, and I'm still kind of like trying to become aware of it and just yeah, you know, deal with it 
in a healthy way. But I know at the beginning I'd have like major jealousy for moms that could like meet up for play dates oh. and like I'd be I'd be in a coffee shop um waiting for like a client to have a consultation and like they're just four super cute moms like they've got their eyelash extensions and their little like americanos and their designer baby strollers and they're just like chatting about their day and how they're reorganizing their living rooms and all that stuff. And um like sorry this is not to knock those moms at all like actually I felt very jealous and like oh I would just love to be you know to have like my biggest priority be like yeah just being with my kid and like having a nice living room and like you know going on walks and all that type of thing so yeah I think the most (laughs) shame I've gotten is definitely from myself and just like um negative thoughts around that but what's helped is connecting with other moms who are also business owners and just talking openly about it. Um, just like, Oh, you know, I saw these moms and I felt this way and they're like, Oh my gosh, I feel the same way. But, and, and then we, you know, we chat through these things and we're like, Oh my gosh, actually, I think we would go crazy if, you know, we didn't have our businesses, if we didn't have our clients, if we didn't, you know, have that, whatever that, cause it is, it is social as well. Right. And it's like, yeah, it, it's healthy in a different way, but just yeah, reminding myself how beautiful it is that my kids will be have a mom who who feels super fulfilled and who's like pursued her dreams. Like that's that's also super important to me. Hey guys, it's your girl Carly. I'm here to tell you about the coolest flower delivery service that exists. It's my sister company, Primary Petals. You may have heard of Primary Petals before, but did you know that we are going nationwide? It's an amazing service that sends really cool and unique flowers to anyone's doorstep in the lower 48. Guys, we have sent to every state and every bouquet has arrived so beautiful and so fresh, which if you know, is no small feat for shipping flowers. For my listeners, I'm giving 10% off using code BOSSYCLASS at checkout. If you want to learn more, please visit primarypetals.com. Well, I have one particular friend who just doesn't hold back and she tells it how it is. And she's like, if I was just a mom, I would lose my mind. I need to get out three days a week. And I honestly, on the record, would 1000% agree with her because... We are built as humans to like also be fully ourselves and not just for someone else. And in order for Mm -hmm. us to show up as good leaders, for me, I'm okay, like I'm a boss or whatever, like that's my role, but Mm -hmm. like boss, mom, dad, like we have to have our own goals, our own passions, our own things, because that Mm -hmm. also trains our children and the people around us that like they can do those things too. And it yeah. promotes a healthier kind of holistic upbringing, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So I, I'm curious too, like yeah. um, a, a little bit of tactical question questioning, and it's a little TMI, so we're like diving into it. But like day of event, like you're gone like 12, 15 hours, like walk me through mm-hmm. like um, – how do you prep to be away from your kid that long? Like, how do you coordinate like breast pumping? I don't even know the word. <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. and all of that stuff. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Yep, breast pumping—it's a real thing. <laughs> um, 
definitely the first thing would be to have like prepared for childcare ahead of time. So when I was still pregnant, I had, you know, my 2030 weddings for the year in the calendar. And so I was able to split those dates between my mom and my mother-in-law and my sister. So that's kind of the first thing is kind of setting up who's going to take care of your child. And then for the breast pumping, that was a little bit more complicated. So (laughs) um, the first thing obviously is like getting a breast pump and then preparing to be away from the baby takes like a few weeks. So like very practically, um, every morning after feeding Eli, I would also pump. And so like every day would be like whatever, one or two ounces, like really little, but it does add up. And for the first full day that I was away from him, I prepared, um, I think it was like 30, 30 ounces or so. Um, like, yeah, I would just look it up on Google for like your baby's weight or whatever. But I, yeah, I set aside like that amount of milk and like had to freeze some of it as well. Um, and so, yeah, that's how I prepared to be away from him for the first time. Yeah. And then what about when you're on site and having to pump? Do you do that? How do you, who do you talk to? How do you like orchestrate all of that? Yeah. So first of all, I would look over the client's schedule ahead of time and sort of fit in where Uh I can take the breaks. So um, the amount that you would have to pump really depends on how much you're feeding your baby. So when your baby's super young, like when Eli was a newborn, I had to pump like every two or three hours. And now it's a lot less. Like I can actually pretty much almost go a full day without pumping. Um, It'd be kind of like at the bookends Mm -hmm. of the event. So at the beginning, I would look over the schedule. This often fit in between the getting ready location. So just like, I guess this is speaking from a wedding photographer perspective. So won't apply to everyone, but either between like the getting ready locations or like after the getting ready, right before the ceremony, sometimes I would like pump in the car or like obviously pump while someone else drives or like in the car before the ceremony starts, like at the location. During cocktail hours, also a great time. During the first course, during dancing at the end of the night. And like another thing would be planning ahead. So if you're chatting with the couple, I mean, I always did this anyways, but a lot extra time for the portraits you have with them. So even if it's like 20 minutes extra or whatever, and then like just knowing that you have that little cushion of time is um, really helpful. And then you can, you have a little bit of control, right? So you can like, get through portraits a little bit quicker you could wrap a little bit earlier and then have like a little cushion of time because I know as a coordinator I've had a lot of of photographers and videographers need to have space to like 20 minutes of pumping and they'll eat their mm-hmm. vendor meal while they do that and so it kind of like helps right. I've also had guests like a lot of guests come to me and say is there a way that I can use the bridal suite like I need 20 minutes or whatever it is so it is real. Yep. Um, I mean, again, like I can't drive the point home enough. I am not a mom. So even you just saying, I'm like, oh, 30 ounces. Oh, what? The-? You know, I have no clue. <laughs> and I think that that's really helpful, especially for people that are women who are new moms or they're getting back to work and they're like, I have no idea how to navigate all of this. Um, yeah, I think something I was super nervous about was like, how is the couple going to respond to this? Like, this is so TMI. It's so whatever. But I actually, like, I still haven't told a couple, like, I'm going to be, like, breast pumping at your wedding. So, 
something that I'll do. So I'll always take an assistant with me. And this is super key. Like if ever you're going to have to be away from the couple or from the event for like 20 minutes or yeah, I think every photographer would know how important it is to have like a second shooter or at the very least um, an assistant. But so before I would like step away from the couple, I'd just say, hey, you guys can like take a little break or whatever. I'm going to take 10 um, and, you know, Jenna or whoever is working with me, like she'll be able to assist you should you need anything before I get back. And obviously I'm going to be more than 10 minutes, but it's just a way to say, hey, I'm going to like just take a really quick break. I'm going to like rest my eyes, whatever. I mean, you don't have to go into detail about it, but again, like I I just tell my couples, hey, I'm just going to take 10 and I've never been questioned ever because I think like they realize you're you're human. You're not going to be on for 12 hours straight. And um, definitely working with an assistant or like a second shooter is like gives me huge peace of mind because I know like if all of a sudden, you know, mom comes and they want to start family portraits early or like something in the itinerary changes, I have someone who's covering my back. Even if it's just someone who can send me a text and say, hey, just so you know, like mom arrived and she wants to start early. Then like I can always stop pumping early and then just set aside another 10 minutes to do it like later on in the day. You know, I think that's something that brides and uh, clients don't realize when they're hiring is like, by law, we got to take some <laughs> break and, mm-hmm. you know, and the goal is to be super on. And so over the years and the decade I've done yep. weddings, I've recognized like, you know, I, it, it, it all circles back to like structuring it for them and saying, these are the things that we're going to yep. do. And, uh, and, and as women recognizing that we know what we need and we know how to make yep. a good event for them. And so whether that is, exactly. you know, I'm going to make sure that my, um, breast pumping thing is going to be a certain time where I know it won't impact you, but like an FYI. And I think, yeah, if you, if you just say, I'm going to take 10, usually, you know, people aren't going to say anything and, um, they're understanding. So, yeah. Yeah. And you would know this better than anyone, but like as busy as the wedding day is, there are small lulls. There are definitely periods of like 20 minutes, a half an hour where nothing's really happening or the couple could actually just use a break or they can use a few minutes alone. Um, yeah, there's always those little periods and it's just like, it's the experience too, um, of knowing when those lulls kind of happen. Um, and it depends on like, yeah, of course, how you plan the day as well. So if you can do anything ahead of time to make that easier for yourself, then that's definitely the best way to go. Yeah. That's all really super helpful. Um, any other thoughts on like the logistics of that, like that you can share wisdom or did we kind of cover it? Um, I think part of it's like buying the right equipment. So like a logistical thing is when you're shooting a wedding, you can't actually like wash any of the parts. Mm -hmm. So like a breast pump is basically like you have the pump itself, which is like the little motory thing, whatever. And then there are like all the accessories, which you actually like the milk actually flows through. So those things like you should wash and sterilize between every use, which is obviously not possible on a wedding day. So what I did was I bought just like six (laughs) full um, accessory Mm -hmm. sets And then after I sterilize them at home, I'll put them in like individual large Ziploc bags. And so I have those all in like a massive tote. So after I pump every time, I just put like the dirty parts right back in the Ziploc bag. And then I have like a fresh sterilized set for the next time that I pump. So that's like a bit of a logistical thing. And then if you're planning on using the milk, which you probably (laughs) are, hopefully, hopefully you don't have to just like pump and dump, but 
um, I had to buy like a cooler. Mm-hmm. So if you use like a Medela pump or something, um, they have like these coolers that are made specifically for the bottles. So they all like, yeah, fit in properly. And I think they can cool for like up to eight hours or something. I, I have had to ask a venue before if I could use their fridge and they were like super awesome, <laughs> super understanding. So yeah. there's that option as well. But if you have a cooler, that's definitely the easiest way to um, yeah, save them. That's yeah. really good. I would have no idea, but yeah, that's really helpful. Thanks, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the, like the, the more ahead of time that you can buy all this stuff, the better. Um, if you can put it on your um, baby registry, I mean, that's ideal. I kind of only thought of all of this like a week before shooting the first wedding. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank goodness for Amazon Prime. But yeah, if if you can have it on your registry, it does like it does definitely add up. But yeah, the cost of baby formula is like way more. So it is a bit of a whole thing to pump. But I mean, I'm not a doctor or anything, but like scientific evidence shows that it's super amazing for your baby if you are able to breastfeed. So that was definitely a huge priority for me. Thanks so much for sharing these tips and and ways to like navigate around that. It's kind of funny, but it is it is just like totally. very practical. <laughs> yeah, thanks. And so kind of wrapping like all of this, I want to hear like if you have any and this is something I've asked a lot of people in this podcast is is there like a foundational tip mm-hmm. for starting a business as a woman like that you have found to be the case um, or has helped you in just like getting started? Because I think if you already are a mom, there is that guilt, right? Like you feel guilt or shame yeah. or am I not being mm-hmm. available to my child? Like I just feel like that can that can put a roadblock between you and your dreams. So yeah, any any thoughts or like tips for women? Yeah, I agree. It can be super daunting. And I think that definitely holds back a lot of people. It's just like how massive it seems and like, oh, I could never put aside enough time to do that well. For me, what really helped was to break down sort of like my big goal, my idea into like little steps. And I know this sounds like super simple, but break it down enough so that you can actually start today. So if you're listening to this podcast and you have a dream of starting a business, whether it's like a photography business or like, yeah, anything, anything really, you can break it down into like little things. Even if one of the steps is like learn about how to do X or like learn how to do yeah whatever it is. And then just start, just like go for it. And um, yeah, it's just, it's better to start right than to like, wait forever and and you can do it it's possible even if it's just like a little bit every day yeah absolutely and um you know that is really there is google for a reason (laughs) and there is so many answers to all of the things that you have questions about and there's so many resources even just like that little momentum of oh I, i researched how to incorporate or whatever it is um it can feel yep. like you conquered the world that day. And so just. Definitely. Yeah. Making progress yeah. is, he is huge. Um, Another thing that I would say is be ready to invest in yourself or in your dream. I think if I had done this um, from day one, I would have grown so much quicker. Um, Cause something doesn't come out of nothing, you know, like it's really tough to build something out of thin air. And I did get a little bit of traction. Like every year my company was growing even while I was in school and I thought, Oh, it's just like, it's just 
magical, you know, but I was investing so much time. And, you know, that, that obviously does go a super long way, but it's when I actually um, started investing some of my finances and saying, okay, this is like the end goal. How am I going to get there? And it's like, it's weird taking the risk on yourself, (laughs) but in a sense, you're like, you're the surest bet. You're like the best investment that you can make. Um, because like, yeah, you're going to be the one putting in the work and I've, I've seen like the most growth when I've actually like taken that bit of a risk and just being like, you know what, I can, (laughs) I can trust myself. And even on the little projects that like haven't worked out overall, like investing in myself and my goals has, has helped my business grow exponentially. Could not agree more with you. And recognizing that if things Mm -hmm. don't turn out on one thing to just continue the bigger goal because there's been where I haven't gotten the job or I yep had you know a hiccup with some sort of tech issue or I didn't love the images that came back or Mm -hmm. whatever it is and you know that's just the way it goes and to go you know what tomorrow I'm gonna wake up and do something different and not letting that derail me has kept me going for a decade um Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. something that we as women don't realize that we struggle with a lot is trusting ourselves and going, this is what I deserve, this is yeah. what I'm capable of. And for whatever reason, there's a narrative a lot of for times sure. of, I have no idea how you can build that. It's like, I just run into, yep. even yep. when I start to take bigger risks than I had normally done, I have to go on a walk and like process like, can you do this Carly like look in the mirror and go you got this like you have the capacity to do this and if I can believe in other women to do it then like why can't I believe in myself and so it's been a mindset shift for me over the years and continually is um kind of a process but yeah And, and I think the first step in having other people see the worth in what you're offering and your services and your business the first step is seeing the worth in it yourself and and like putting your finances behind that you know I think for a long time I just <laughs> I thought something can come out of nothing like I can I can do it for free and it's just like yes yeah, sure you can to a certain extent yeah. like a certain point but then I think there's a lot to gain when you're actually willing to like trust yourself and to and to risk a little bit for totally for that absolutely growth. So that being said, like, what can we expect from you in 2020? I think, I know we're working together in Los Angeles. I'm so pumped. Yeah. It's going to be a gorgeous, but like, what yes. else you got up your sleeves? Yeah. I'm trying to be a lot more strategic with my business and like where I want to be, who I want to be like photographing, where I want to be working. Um, and so I put together a few editorial projects um, that I'm hoping will really attract um my dream client I guess um the the kind of work that I want to be doing the people I want to be working with and um we've also partnered with an amazing graphic designer and we're starting a wedding stationery company yeah so that's in the works we've gotten like our first proofs back and yeah we're just like we're sourcing um like ethically made sustainably you know recycled the whole thing um papers and um local like letterpress studios and yeah we're just that we're is super so pumped. great wow, it's so cool rob and i had no idea yeah we're super excited 
That's so great. So I have just a couple kind of to wrap up um, our, our conversation. I just like, I love doing like lightning rounds. I want to learn about you a yep. little bit. So, <laughs> cool. um, so yeah, four questions. Um, what do you, how do you take your tea or coffee in the morning? I take my coffee with milk, actually any kind of milk that's available. I okay. love oat milk or almond milk, but usually what's in the fridge is just like the standard 2%. Yeah. I remember this because you stayed at my house and you said a little bit of milk. I'm like, where's the butter? <laughs> that's awesome. Um, okay. How, uh, what time do you wake up in the morning? I'm sure it's earlier with the baby. Yes. It definitely depends on Eli. Um, my goal for this year is to actually be getting up at the same time, like yeah. maybe six or six 30 and just having like a bit of alone time before I start my day. Um, yeah. it was tricky, especially like getting up in the night and all that just because like my amount of sleep varied so much but now that Eli's sleeping through the night my goal is to be up around 6 30 or 7 just so that I can have that time for like meditation and just like reading and praying and just like being alone before the day starts yeah I have found that to be so so helpful for me as well with getting up early and just having space before um you know the email box gets nuts (laughs) yes you know, all that. Yeah. And so it's so tempting to like peek at my phone um, and refresh my emails before I even get out of bed. And that's really a habit that I'm trying to break. Yeah, I'm working on that too. What have you been able to read any books or listen to any books that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, I'm reading The War of Art right now. I don't even Ooh. know who it's by. But um, yeah, I know yeah, that book. super good. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's, it's about like there are so many obstacles to being creative and taking risks and all that. And it's just, yeah, it's super duper encouraging. Wow. Just to to like take that leap of faith and just, just create. Yeah. I am definitely putting this on my wish list. This sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll put this in the show notes too. Um, And then the last question is where can people find you? Like how can they get in touch with you and see your work? Yeah, I'm on Instagram all the time, and I love, um, I love chatting through DMs as well. So I'd love to hear from you guys if you have any questions about, yeah, anything that we chatted about today. Like one of my huge passions is just supporting other moms in business through like the very practical things. Um, yeah, and and even the less practical if you just want to chat about the way you're feeling or, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. My Instagram is Robin underscore Sassy. Robin is spelled R-O-B-I-N, and my last name is spelled S-A-S-S-I, and it is my real last name. It's Italian, so <laughs> I'm not trying to be spunky or anything. You're sassy, you know? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, awesome. Thank you so much, Robin. This was great. I just got a, a uh, text message, clearly, as you can hear, <laughs> um, and that, yeah, that I guess that's time. You're a popular lady. Well, thank you again so, so much. It's just a gift to know you and and work alongside you and you and your husband. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's been such an honor and I'm so excited to connect with your listeners. Yeah. Huge honor to to be able to chat with them and share a little bit of my experience through motherhood and all the ups and downs and the crazy parts. Well, we appreciate your wisdom. So thank you again. And thanks, Carly. Yeah, you're welcome. 
This podcast is edited and published by the Primary Pedal Studios, written and hosted by Carly Ray Williams. Show notes are located at our website, carlyrayweddings.com forward slash bossy class. If you like what you heard today, subscribe, rate and review us. Sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content and bonus episodes. Thanks for joining us as we scale the mountain of success. This is Bossy Class.